0: Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Life Coach Linda Armstrong. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we are recording this on New Year's Day 2021. So happy New Year to all of our listeners and viewers everywhere. We really appreciate every one of you. And this is a quieter New Year's than people have experienced in many, many years because of uh, COVID restrictions and so forth. My sister sent me uh, a message, Linda, uh, last night saying it was weird she was looking at Times Square and it was empty. And, you know, people are, are kind of uh, dealing with all that stuff. Last year, we started off the year talking about how 2020 was going to be the year of clarity, to use the terminology that I used. I think we certainly achieved a lot of clarity. Not always clarity people wanted to achieve, but we definitely had a lot of clarity for the year. But what's 2021 going to be like? I mean, is this just going to be more of the same? What do you think is going to happen? What what are we seeing for 2021?
1: Uh, Well, first, I'll just say Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) It's going to be a great one. It's going to be a great one. It's going to be kind of uh, strange and unusual, I would say. But ultimately, it's going to be one of huge 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 changes um it's still it's still about truth and all that but it's really getting back to um what what is it that's for our highest good right and i mm-hmm. think that a lot of that's going to be unfolding i think there's a lot of prosperity going to be coming to the planet um again clarity and it's clarity like through truth whatever that might be
0: uh, that pretty much summarizes what have what's been happening over the last what 10, 20 years or so. I mean, this has been a topic that you brought up to me on the show when you first came on and you've been bringing it up ever since that we're we're in this period of transition is the way I would put it. Uh, energy raising or the planet raising its vibration or however it gets phrased. But anytime that we have change that goes on along that kind of a line or any kind of a line, change is uncomfortable. It just is. That's what happens when things change. It, it it becomes and makes things uncomfortable. We've been going through a lot of discomfort, but change also leads potentially to some really great stuff. And so that's, right. that's what I take from what you just said, that, yeah, there's a lot of change going on, but overall it's changed for the better.
1: And we've talked about how like a lot of things that don't seem like they're for our highest good when they're happening uh, no. later on, yes. turn out to be And that like the earth is changing. It's, vibration too and so we'll see all kinds of things even to do with um things that the earth is producing not just the people on it right that could be scary um but again it's all like we all signed up to be here right now like you know we we, we don't just come to a life haphazardly there's a plan usually there always is at least i believe there is i don't i don't have proof on that except for my own like inner knowing of it so you have to find Mm. your own right Um, but yeah. And I think for a lot of people too, who weren't really sure, like, well, what is my purpose? Like, what am I really here to do? That was a lot of what last year was about. And a lot of people are finding that out for themselves. And some people are still on that journey trying to sort it all out. But I think that, um, it will be sorted out as more of this kind of craziness (laughs) comes to light.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's what you happens when you have over 7 billion perspectives. Cause that's just that, that's just the human <laughs> perspectives. That doesn't even count the animal life and the plant life and the insects and everything else. We're just 7 billion human perspectives. Yeah. yeah you're and have you all know kinds what? Before I,
1: before I lose the thought, I think we're also going to be seeing like ET disclosure this year too. It's so like there's going to be like huge, oh. humongous changes happening.
0: Okay. Okay. And not
1: necessarily changes, just things we didn't really know about mm-hmm. that are going to come to light you know, that we'll learn more and more about.
0: I think that's a safe assumption any year because that's the nature of growth. I mean, when you grow, more and more things come to light, more and more new things happen. So yeah. I think that's, you know, that's a safe assumption. But I'm I'm intrigued by what you said about ET, something, ET yeah. coming to our awareness.
1: And you know what? And maybe also because you, you want us to talk about a quote, which maybe you'll read an Abraham thing. About thoughts yeah. becoming thoughts, and those thoughts become more thoughts, and the things. Maybe I should just thought.
0: read that one because you're right. That's the basis for the conversation. Okay, so why don't but, I just but you, you this read first? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. There
1: is so much more awareness and consciousness around that we're not the only things living in this uni- in this universe. Mm-hmm. And that energy has been growing and growing. And there are a lot of people who have thought disclosure would come out years ago. And so if mm-hmm. you ever pay attention to that community which is constantly growing and growing you'll see that that energy is really building so that's why it feels like at least from things that i've seen or heard of that it might just might be you know you know even by this summer
0: okay all right well that could very well be we will see what happens uh certainly we do know thoughts become things and if you get enough people thinking about stuff it's going to turn into a manifestation at some point sooner perhaps rather than later so anyway, you made reference to this email and I shared it with you. I think it's time that we shared it with our listeners and viewers as well. This is an email that comes from Abraham Hicks. And uh, for those who are already on the Abraham Hicks mailing list, you've already see- received this one. But uh, Abraham Hicks sends out this email to anyone who uh, subscribes to their list. They send out a, an email every day. And they're usually inspirational messages that are drawn directly from the Abraham workshops, Um key points, key ideas, and so forth. And the one that came today, I I don't know if it was intended specifically for January 1st or not, but if it was, it's a very interesting way to start the year. So without further ado, let me read the email, and I'll read it slowly because it could be a little bit convoluted. (laughs) It says, Thought that is projected now thinks. So it's not possible to separate the thinker from the thought, Because the thinker thinks a thought. And then the thought thinks and becomes a thinker. And then the thought that was a thought that is now a thinker thinks another thought, which becomes a thinker also. And so there is a constant summoning of life force. Now, a thought that is thought longer becomes thought form. A thought that is thought upon by many becomes thought form A thought that is thought upon by many in a very clear, undiluted fashion as from non-physical perspective, where there is no resistance, becomes physical matter. And that's why the physical universe is a byproduct of the non-physical attention or focus. So the non-physical energy that created this physical mass from the energy of the universe, the mass itself, now becomes a thought that is thinking, that is attracting the energy. Raise your hand if you were confused, everybody. (laughs) I know I was the first time I read it. But if you work through it carefully, this is, well, here's what I take away from it. The big takeaway for me is just the act of thinking a thought not only creates the thought, but creates a thought that is itself conscious enough to create another thought. In other words, thinking from a conscious perspective also creates consciousness. Consciousness creates thought. Thought creates consciousness. It works in both ways. And I, ha- I have to admit, I hadn't quite thought of it that way. I mean, I know consciousness is in everything, right? I mean, we've talked about this a lot, how it's not just, uh, life isn't just in, in humans and animals and insects and so forth. I mean, there's there's consciousness and source energy in everything. Rocks, trees, you know, grains of sand, atmosphere, clouds, stars, open space. Suns, you fill, fill in the blank. It's it, you know it's full of source energy. And source energy is consciousness. But the idea that a thought spins itself into a new consciousness, if you will, or into an extension of consciousness, that's a really interesting concept. What, what did you take but, when but, you first read
1: this? To me, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, And there's a Buddha quote, and I looked it up because I don't want to say it wrong. But it says, all that we are... Uh, uh, all that we are, the results of what we have thought, the mind is everything, We what we think we become. Thoughts become things, right? There's mm-hmm. I think he said it in a, a couple of different ways as well. But it's all about creation. That's how we create, through the thoughts and the feelings, which come from the thoughts, right? And which we have the creative ability to decide what that energy is behind that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how everything <laughs> That's how everything's here.
0: So, so that seems self-evident to you. It didn't seem all that surprising.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That yeah. That, that, but, but that yeah summarizes to, it.
1: <laughs> that's a fun way to to look at it because it, it, then it requires thought to wrap your mind around those words and the thoughts that those words produce as you're yeah, reading them, right? Which right. is again thoughts.
0: So you
1: could, I guess, here, so this is coming in, you could look at that and be confused, or you could look at that and be like, like kind of excited to sort out how it, how it plays a role. And then you start to realize, oh, yeah. So we really do create our own reality.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In more ways than perhaps we realize. I think that I'm still beginning, not beginning. I'm still grasping just how extensive this network of creativity that we're part of really is it it's it's just enormous and yeah. the enormity of it just keeps growing on me it's like wow
1: <laughs> yeah and you know what you know what's coming to me too right now is that so obviously we know that when you have like you know when you're, you're in energies of like joy and excitement and wonder and all that they're high vibrations right so mm-hmm. it makes sense that as you're thinking thoughts through those energies that um, oh, I lost what it, what the message was, maybe it'll come back, but you know as you 're thinking through those energies you 're putting so much more momentum behind what it is that you want. but see, it does work in the reverse too, because it also works sure. when you 're adding that negative energy to it, which is just again another example of how you actually really do get what you think
0: yes, that 's true, yeah, and it 's a good reminder because that 's exactly what does happen we We tend to overlook the fact that all energy levels of thought attract, they're just going to attract similar energy levels. Um, I was really bringing that out actually in some conversations I was having online in one of the law of attraction groups where people were having trouble with the concept in general and, and how to apply it in their own lives and kind of overlooking that when we're in that low vibe state, we are still attracting. And you just described it very eloquently. So did Abraham and the message here but that that attraction happens in all ways so all thoughts that we're putting out then this is the part that i find to be a bit mind-boggling all the thoughts that we put out whether we label them positive or negative doesn't really matter because source energy really doesn't consider any thought to be positive or negative it's just a thought yeah it's just it's just a c- conscious creation is all it is but no matter what we're putting out we are creating new consciousness along that same vibrational line so if we yeah. keep putting out low vibrational stuff, we're creating more and more consciousness in the vibrational realm. If we put yeah, out more high like, vibrational stuff, we're putting, we're creating more consciousness in the high vibrational realm.
1: Right. So it's like, do we want to, you know, you enjoy those thoughts of things that you really want to happen that bring you joy. You know, you enjoy those thoughts, right? You can feel it.
0: Mm-hmm. And oh, you know, yeah. you
1: hate those thoughts, which take you in the total opposite direction and you hate the way that feels. So why not follow the joy?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. not
1: consciously follow the joy instead of subconsciously following the fear? It's that same thing. It's the light in the dark. It's like what all this is about with all the changes on the planet. It's like there's so much light coming that the dark is coming up to the surface and it's being dissipated. Well, hopefully i think that's what's happening you like i'm good with yeah. that story you know i, I well, think
0: so well well if we think it is so that it's true we're creating that as part of consciousness so then it is true because we're thinking it yeah that's pretty so that's why that the more
1: that you get into your heart no matter what the thing is that's on your mind but it's more that you get into your heart then then the chances are that those things that are of the higher vibration like of the heart um will come into creation in some way, shape, or form that is actually pleasing to the heart, to that energy of love. Even if it comes out in a totally different way. So that's happened sometimes too. But you could be holding the vibration and the energy of something that you want to create, and actually something else gets created, but it feels the same, if not even better, sometimes, right? Yeah, oh, well, sure. So that that there shows you how You so say it's maybe somebody looking for a new job and um, they're excited about it and they think they're going to this field, but then their energy is so high and then they get all these opportunities for something that maybe is somewhat related but not exactly what you were looking for. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute, but that sounds pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. Because the heart Mm -hmm. will lead us to what's right for us.
0: So let me ask you a question then about the role that lower vibe stuff plays in all of this. Because like you were describing, um, we we, we have the opportunity at any given time to make our choice. Are we going to focus more attention on the stuff that feels good to us, or are we going to focus more attention on the stuff that feels not so good to us or even bad to us? And I think it's fair to say that overwhelmingly the people who have come into this world as humans in human form have chosen on a regular basis at least – after they got here, I don't know if they made the decision before they got here. That becomes a whole question about soul contracts, I guess. But at least after they got here, they decided to spend a whole lot of time focusing on stuff they don't like. I mean, this is like a global phenomenon that's been going on for millennia. Yeah. <laughs> this is but not new. I think
1: that, <laughs> yeah, but that, what I wrote down immediately, I so said that was, it's, it, it always leads you to what you prefer. Yes. Yes, no, assume It assume we're
0: willing to go there.
1: I think it always will lead you in some way to what you prefer. Even if you don't want to go there, you might still have the awareness of what you would prefer and then not allow yourself to go there. So that gets into all kinds of programming that you might be carrying that doesn't allow you to be happy or whatever that might be. Right. 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 But, um, and then I like what Abraham says too, is just find a thought that feels a little bit better, you know, like just, just yeah. shift in the tiniest little bit of a way. And that shift will, will allow that energy to grow. Doesn't mean you can't just do it like this. Cause I know I've done it like that, but you know, I, I, I it was like a year and a half ago or so, I realized how even though I know everything I know, I was totally feeding a fearful thought.
0: Yeah, and exactly. The, well, that's what we do. So that's what yeah. I was identifying. We do that regularly. We're used to that. right?
1: But then I woke up to it. I'm like, I could have just, you could just do the little, you know, well, oh, this feels a little better. This, what if this, what if this, what if this? And I'm like, oh, fuck that. I'm not going down <laughs> that. And why did I spend, because I know better. Why did you spend so much time thinking about that stuff? You know? Yeah. And it's almost like a part of me woke up and said, I have no clue, but I'm not doing it anymore. Right. <laughs> you know? It's like, boom, then I just, I just flip that switch. I just flipped it. I mean, I talk about that a lot. You can just flip the switch on something. I know, because I've done it. And in well, doing I, that, it changes everything.
0: It does, yes. Yeah. It definitely changes everything. And the the other thing is, the more often that we do focus our attention on stuff that we like, the easier it is to flip that switch. I know that before I started learning all this stuff, and I think everybody could identify with this on one way or another, Um, I could latch on to some sort of negative thing and, and turn it into a spiral and it could go months. It could go years in that spiral. But that was in a time when I was spending a large chunk of my time just focusing on stuff I didn't like. Once I learned to start changing the mindset around, those periods of downward spiral last a lot shorter.
1: Yeah. So how did that serve you?
0: but served me in a big way to teach me that I had control over my experience. I love that part. Um, Just by, I get to make the decision. And even though I don't necessarily see it immediately by making a change in thought, by, by deciding to think differently in the long run, I always see the difference. I always experience the difference. And therefore in that way, I'm able to directly experience the idea that yes, I can control my, my life experience just by changing my thoughts.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember a situation that happened many years ago with a bunch of women that I was in, you know friends with, and this one thing that happened got so blown out of proportion, and I went way down that spiral and creating all these stories in your head and all this about how wrong they are and. Yeah, that, that. Oh, I mean, sure. And then it eventually did get cleared up, but it was a waste of like two weeks of my life. So I can, I can look back at that and think, oh, my God, I totally created that. I didn't have to go down that. I could have cleared that up way sooner. And that also teaches you how to be able to then move into maybe understanding or even forgiveness rather than build a story into something that it isn't even anymore. Because that's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. People who don't know what we know about this kind of stuff will take something, maybe they feel that they were wronged, and they'll take the actual event and add all these pieces to it that actually didn't happen. They yes, happened,
0: right. <laughs> but they
1: actually really didn't happen, and it changes the whole thing out of proportion. And then you have these yeah. two sides. Actually, I've seen this with my mom and one of her sisters where they had this disagreement, and it separated them for the rest of their lives. My one aunt wow. died. They never, they never, they never resolved it, and it was all taking an event and building their own stories around it to make them so big that they could not see each other's place anymore you know what i mean that didn't have to be
0: that's true you made an interesting comment too uh and that was that uh you went through that that downward spiral and you basically wasted two weeks of your life and i know exactly what you mean because i've i've often felt and said the same thing but as you pointed out a few minutes ago you didn't actually waste it you were simply setting yourself up for what you did like but isn't it interesting we we do think of it the way you thought of it that oh that was a waste of my life I, i i blew that two weeks and yet when we look back five years later, we say, well, I didn't really blow it. I just I learned very clearly what it was I didn't want. And it led to some stuff that I really did like a whole lot. So it's Absolutely.
1: Funny stuff works. So yeah. now if there's some kind of disagreement on something, I can be like, well, all right, well, let me see what the other side is saying or thinking or doing. I don't have to agree with it, sure. but I can at least see it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: the trick is not to go into judgment. Yes. Even when those when that. Uh, is so different from your reality because why not allow the people to have, they can have their reality.
0: Oh, sure. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that judgment piece is, is a big, big piece because when we can get to the point where we just kind of let go of all that, just kind of take that, It's what the, the stream of David calls the zoom back perspective. You zoom back far enough and you don't really get all worked up about whatever the politics of the thing are. You just, okay. Different people have different perspectives on whatever it is and that's okay. And every one of them is valid. When you get to that point, that makes it a whole lot easier to stay in the high vibe. Makes it yeah. a whole lot easier.
1: Well, and the higher you can stay in your vibe, the, the clearer I think you can actually see.
0: And then yeah, you'll well, either, know,
1: sure. either know, you know more what your truth is, or you maybe you can be like, oh, oh I didn't consider that, or whatever it might be, you know?
0: Well, well, isn't clarity uh, one of the words that Abraham uses to describe the top level of vibration in their 22-point scale? I mean, it, it's they're all equivalents. They're like joy happiness, clarity, appreciation, knowledge, and some other one, I can't remember what they are, but they're all considered that top level of vibration on that scale. So yeah, you're right. I mean, clarity is a huge part of it. We, it makes a lot of sense. When we're in a low vibe place, we can't see much of anything, can we? I mean, yeah. it's hard to see beyond that immediate feeling that we've got to see anything that's going on anywhere. I've had conversations with people who were in pretty deep depression and I would ask them things like, you know, well, can you remember the last time when you felt good? And they couldn't remember. It may have yeah. been three days ago, but they just couldn't remember it because you get so locked into that really low vibe feeling.
1: And I when you have a high
0: clarity feeling, you can see all of it.
1: <laughs> I'd say even you, even everything, not only does it feel heavy, I think everything kind of looks darker.
0: Oh, yes. You know how when you come so. out
1: of something, you're like, wow, it got so bright in here. But it's the same lighting exactly. that it was five minutes ago right yeah yeah but you have this yeah. realization like that happens in healing sessions all the time the light in the room doesn't change but the light in your body does and so when you open up and you carry more light everything's brighter because when you're so caved in yeah things things actually look dark like through your physical eyes even
0: yeah it is true it's amazing how big of a difference that can be too i think uh one of the best ways of describing when the opposite happens when it becomes really clear is if I'm in an excited situation, something I'm really happy about or, or just plain excited because there's a lot of ac- you know, fun activity going on or whatever, colors seem brilliant in those scenarios. Colors seem to just jump off the, the page, so to speak, or jump off of the material or whatever it is. Whereas when you're in the depressed state, bright yellows, bright oranges, just, they, they just seem like browns. <laughs> they just seem so, ugh.
1: No, yeah, I don't know true. why that
0: is, but it's true.
1: And it's, and like, I I can relate it to like, when I have someone come in to see me, when I, I can see them and they, they do look, I'll say dull. It feels really, but it's like, it looks a little dull. Then we have the the session and then they they look bright. It's almost as as, as if the guys' eyes are kind of glazed over, but then the light comes in and it's like, they're sparkling. Yes, yes. And then it made me think, okay, so not everybody has that experience because not everybody does this kind of work. But you can see it, say, in a little kid who's upset about something. And then you tell them something that would change the whole story for them. And then don't you see them brighten up? It's like night and day.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I can think of a story that um, Sean Aker, the positive psychology guy, tells about when he was, uh, I think, seven years old, something like that, with his sister, Amy, who was a couple of years younger and still is a couple of years younger that's part of his joke but <laughs> uh, but he tells the story about how they were playing war him with his soldiers his g i soldiers, and her with her uh little pony and you know unicorns and and that kind of thing and At one point during the uh, uh the events, they were on a bunk bed and apparently Amy kind of lost her grip and fell off over the side of the bed and landed on both her her hands and her knees at the same time so she landed on all fours and Sean could see that she's about to let out a scream of pain and he had been charged with his parents to play quietly so he didn't want to get in trouble so he said Amy Amy don't cry don't you see what just happened you landed on all fours a human can't do that Amy I think you're a unicorn (laughs) And he said he could see the conflict in her head, like on the one hand, screaming pain. On the other hand, the possibility of being a unicorn that she'd never experienced before. And eventually the unicorn won out and she was able to clamber back up on top of the bunk with all the grace of a unicorn with a broken leg. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because, you know, she just saw it differently. She felt differently. And in that feeling differently, she experienced the world differently. Yeah.
1: Whole different perspective.
0: That's right. I mean, talk about mind over matter. She, she had a broken leg, for God's sake, and she didn't act like she had a broken leg. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a great illustration.
0: It is a good illustration, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's probably more extreme than what many of us have have pointed to in our past, but we can all think of times where, oh yeah, you know, just any anything that was a particularly light or particularly dark segment or or scene or experience. We, we remember the 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 really good feeling ones we 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 remember them brightly right i mean that's part of the way the memory is the ones that were unpleasant depressing angry frustrated violent perhaps they always have a real dark timber to them in our memories no mm-hmm. matter how how uh, how positive they may have been in some ways as long as we thought of them as negative they they just seem dark they just seem physically right. dark yeah Yep. Really interesting. So taking then the Abraham Hicks uh, message that got sent out, thoughts becoming thoughts becoming thoughts that create new consciousness that become thoughts that becomes another consciousness that becomes a new thought. Well, besides the mind-boggling aspect of that, what happens when we apply that to this concept of positive vibration, negative vibration? Clearly what's happening is when we are focused on the good feeling stuff, we're accentuating that, and so it's creating – Kind of like a, a, almost like an echo effect. It just keeps building, 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 building. And similarly, when we're focusing on something that is not good feeling, it also has a building effect, but it's like building, 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 It's it's like ugh. you can see it building both ways. It builds brightly or it builds darkly. Which yeah. Is, woof, so so maybe
1: that could be just the tool. If you can have the presence of mind, which we always can if we choose to. <laughs> True. Yep. <laughs> to to decide at this moment. Well, do I want to do I want to build this up to what possibilities could come from it or do i want to what positive possibilities can come from it or do i want to wallow in what negative things could come from it it's at this point where it can go either way anything can always go either way it's just what do we just dis- what do we choose to feed it towards yeah and what yeah. do we choose to feed to it
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's true so what this is all adding up to is it's- For me, anyway, it's adding up to showing us how powerful we are with our conscious minds and our conscious thoughts, much more powerful than perhaps we would have realized. And simply not not just showing how powerful the thoughts are, but how powerful it is to have a thought that leads to a thought that leads to a thought that leads to a thought. In other words, what, what's one of the things that people bring up uh, when they're asking about, you know, they're, they're early in the, the process of learning how to be a conscious creator, learning how to um, attract what they want into their lives. You know, well, should I keep asking for the same ask over and over again? That, that's like one of the first questions that people ask. And apparently the answer is, well, if you keep following a thought by a thought by a thought by a thought, assuming that it's relatively in the same vibrational area, you're going to keep building that vibration. So really the question isn't whether or not you should keep going with it. The question is, Does it feel good to you or does it feel bad to you? If it feels good, go with it. If you if it feels bad, be careful. (laughs) You you may not want where it goes.
1: And that's where people get caught up because what was coming to me is sometimes the thing that you think you want is not for your highest good. Mm. So if we were just to be open to whatever that guidance is that wants to come through, we'll follow what feels right and might take us in a different direction. Like we started saying that in the very beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so what happens, though, is sometimes people don't realize when they're feeding the energy to the thing that they really want, they don't always notice when that energy no longer feels good. So that's something you want to pay attention to because if that energy no longer feels good as you're wanting to feed it good energy, but you can't get to the good energy because you keep getting this lower energy come in, um, that then you might want to look at it like, well, maybe is there another way to do this because why why do I keep feeding energy to this, but it's not happening and it's creating this really bad feeling for me, which is going to make it not happen even more. What if I were to look at that as to, is there another way I can look at this and feed energy to this? Cause possibly there's something else that wants to come in. That's better for my highest good. So that gets back down to like just trusting, allowing and have, having faith. So you want to combine the two things. It's like, so so when things are going south on something, you might want to say instead, not like, what am I doing wrong or why isn't this happening? Maybe ask the question, okay, what is it about this I'm just not seeing? Yeah. That's actually for my highest good that maybe wants to take me in another, a little bit, a little bit off the course I set. Maybe there's a little bit better course for me. And you don't always have the presence of mind to do that because you're so focused on this other outcome. And a lot of times... Okay, so this is what's coming through, so I'm going to say it. Sometimes you're focused on that outcome, not necessarily for yourself, but because you've been told that that's what's best for you.
0: Oh, God, yes. mm-hmm.
1: Right? And so you want to prove maybe that you can, that whatever somebody else thinks is best for you is best for you, but it's just not happening. That's when you really have to go within and say, well, hold on, wait a minute. This isn't happening. I'm hitting my head against the wall. Is, is this something I really do want? Is this really mm-hmm. what I want? Is this for my highest good? Or universe, is there something else? And then just open up even the slightest bit to allow what maybe wants to come through that would change the direction, which will change your whole energy around it if you just allow it to happen.
0: What you're describing sounds very much like the analogy of the aircraft pilot. Uh, When a commercial aircraft pilot is piloting a plane, 95% of the time they're off course because they're constantly adjusting the course. They're they're like a degree of course, and they find, oh, they're too far to the east, so they change a little bit to the west, and they find, oh, they're a little too far west, they pull the east, and, oh, I'm a little bit too far to the north, I'll pull down a little bit. I mean, they're, they're constantly adjusting the course. Well, in order to adjust the course, you have to pay attention to the feedback you're getting from your instruments. And the instruments you're talking about in this case is that internal guidance. So... Yeah, yeah. That, that's what a good pilot does. A good pilot's constantly checking to see, am I on course?
1: Right. And so like 2020 was all about going within, right? Seeing what is true for mm-hmm. you, finding out, getting clearer about, you know, what is what is it that is your truth that is right for you, right? So yeah, it's the same kind of thing. It's just having the presence of mind to, to look at something and think, oh, maybe there's a better way to achieve that or something similar to that. Or maybe I don't even want it. I'm just doing it because my parents want me to, or my husband wants me to, or whatever. Or I let feel like I need some... to prove myself in some way. Like, or I have to keep up with some other people when I'm not really interested in that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me bring in another piece that I've been working on the last few days. Um, I'm, I've been doing a lot of work in preparation for doing some public speaking. And so putting together my first talk, you know, you're always supposed to have to outline a a complete talk that you can give and then break it down to pieces for shorter talks and so forth. Um, And one of the key concepts that I'm finding myself coming back to over and over and over again is the importance of self-love. Uh, because self-love that ties into, you know, self-image and, and self-confidence and uh, self-esteem and all, all the self-dash stuff, <laughs> they're all connected to that. And one of the uh, uh, things that we talked about on the show a couple of days ago had to do with the connection between self-love and vibration on the one hand, and the connection between self-love and conscious creation, and also the connection between self-love And being stuck, for lack of a better term, I mean, we talked about a moment ago, being so focused on something that we don't like, and not allowing ourselves to consider what is it that we prefer instead. So we just kind of get stuck on that old tape, that old program. Um, So I just wanted to get like a little bit of uh, input from you, a little bit of thought about what role do you see self-love playing in this whole process of what we're talking about here, this thought conscious creation process?
1: Yeah. So the first thing that came to mind when I wrote it down was, can you love yourself enough to fail?
0: Ooh, I love it. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Let that one sink in. Maybe that was for you. That's the message that came in when you were saying that. Love yourself enough to fail.
0: So gotta write that one down.
1: However, however you feel that beyond your mind is all you need. So, um, you know, it made me think of, um, what's her name, Breen Brown? Breen Brown? She did that whole thing, and I don't really know too much about it, but I think she went on stage and she was got so vulnerable and just, like, just was her truth. And maybe it was that particular talk that she did, and I, I'm probably messing this up, but you might want to check right. that out for yourself. Um sure it led her to all this work about allowing yourself to be vulnerable. So that's kind mm. of like that loving yourself to eat, to fail. It's like, right. you know, what? really just being true to yourself, not having to follow a formula or a script and just because the words will always come, I think. And, and trusting that. And you've been around this kind of stuff for so long. You're speaking all the time. The right words will come. Even if you, they feel like they're wrong at the time, they're probably right. Cause I think what happened for her is she blew up after that, mm-hmm. like blew up in a good way.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so uh, I kind of like that because when you just get out of that, having to have it be a certain way and maybe you have this whole thing planned, but somehow you start talking about something else. So you have to love yourself enough to go with it and not think, oh, I got to get back on course. Because yeah, okay. probably, and I would say probably you might be picking up on the energy in the room that needs it to go that way, and that's why it's coming out. Like, a, like kind of, if somehow you, I don't, I don't know why this is coming out. Okay, but this is what's coming <laughs> to me. Somehow you find yourself maybe getting. Sometimes we get off course, and we're like, "How the hell, heck, did that happen? This is what I planned to talk about, or this is what I planned to do in my life, but now uh, somehow I'm over here." Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, well, somehow you're over there. So you and who knows, your guidance are steering you there. So let's look at what's good about this
0: mm-hmm. and go mm-hmm. with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm not a public speaker, but I kind of feel like um, you can never go wrong when you just follow what wants to come out.
0: That's true. And I've experienced that, like you said, here on the podcast. Uh, one of my earliest ways of doing it, and I've, I've done it a lot now, is you know, we're in the middle of a conversation got a topic going. And all of a sudden there's a blank, like, okay, I got to fill some space here. What am I going to fill it with? I don't know what I'm going to say. So one day I decided to just open my mouth and see what would come out. Just, I'm going to start talking. And when I did, it was a little little bit halting at first, but I played it back later on and I was amazed at how much sense it made. (laughs) I I thought it was gibberish that was coming out. It wasn't gibberish at all
1: you know what you know it's funny sometimes on some of the videos i do it when i'm giving readings and all and i start mm-hmm. who knows whatever starts coming out and a lot of times you might hear me on the video saying i have no idea what i just said or if any of this makes any sense or if i'm even going to publish this video <laughs> and I, always I, love do. It. I always do because <laughs> when i play it back i'm like oh well, that makes perfect sense but in in my mind is like because my mind didn't keep up with the words the words were just coming right, out right yeah, I have, I have no idea if any of this ever even made any sense.
0: Yep. <laughs> but
1: you hear it back, like you just said, and it's like, oh, no, that, that was pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Gee, I'm smarter than I thought it was.
1: <laughs> and that's that whole thing of just allowing it to flow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Jenny in the live stream was asking about the spelling, and it looks like Brene Brown is B-R-E-N, E with an apostrophe, and then Brown, B-R-O-W-N. I think so. That's, I think so. Yeah. So Brene I Green,
1: I, I don't know how it said her, but there's something. That's, that looks right. Yeah. I think she has As one American, really famous TED talk or something like that. And and then since then, I know she does a lot with, I think it's vulnerability. I forget what, how she terms it.
0: Well, on, her, on her website, the key phrase is courage is contagious. Every time we choose courage, we make everyone around us a little better and the world a little bit braver.
1: Yeah. So when things you think are falling apart, but you have the courage to go with it and stand up and, and speak your truth, you know, it all changes. Mm-hmm.
0: But, right. Yeah. So very interesting. I hadn't heard of Brene Brown. That's an interesting To reference. be
1: vulnerable, to allow your vulnerabilities is to be really courage, having courage to be able to do that.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: That's, that's I think, what she, where she's coming from.
0: In fact as soon as you said that it, it occurred to me somebody who is in that depressed state that we talked about a few moments ago where they can't really see much of anything else at that moment in time they're actually not feeling any courage about being vulnerable at that point they're really they're really just hiding off from being vulnerable and and yeah. not wanting to deal with it wanting to shut the whole thing down and just you know run away from it so to speak so that vulnerability is really a way to get to the higher vibration state that's what makes it so powerful i think
1: yeah yeah. And and really to go into that question of okay what about this am I not seeing that is actually like steering me in the right direction or for my highest mm-hmm. good or however you want to phrase phrase it for yourself and you know when you ask questions you give it to the universe you get out of your head trying to figure it out and you just open more to allowing things to um mm-hmm. just flow
0: that's part of the non-judgmental stance isn't it because when we what actually happens when we become judgmental about anything is we're closing ourselves off aren't we we're closing well, ourselves off and from, from the possibility yourself, we don't like
1: if you're judging yourself you're not giving yourself self love at that moment are you
0: <laughs> that's right exactly yeah.
1: yeah
0: and and what's the one subject of our judging that we do the most judging of it's ourselves i mean we are the hardest oh, yeah. harshest critics of ourselves of anybody that, that there is nobody judges ourselves as hard as we do so yeah <laughs> a little bit of a reminder there for all of us and good input too i'm going to use some of the stuff in in my talk so thank you for that
1: thank you know sure. and what what that brings up directly for me right now is for the past like week even today i was gonna i was gonna create a video today i'm like i just can't I, hmm. I i for some reason i can't do anything right now okay i can't i can't i can't work on promotion i like i i'm not it's almost like spirit saying no you need to chill and do nothing like i actually mm-hmm. took this whole like between christmas and new year off of my calendar and nothing available um, and I have a hard time with, with doing nothing sometimes, you know, like I think I, I need I to be you. more productive or whatever, but it's like, even if my mind is telling me you need to like today, no, you need to create a video. I'm like, yeah, it's not happening. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that That's actually <laughs> resonating with me on a couple of different levels because, um, like i said i 'm in the process of writing my my sort of my extended talk, I guess you might call it that I can break up into pieces and in that extended talk, one of the key things i 've been reading a bunch of books by people telling you here 's how you become a successful public speaker and get paid for it and all that kind of stuff. get lots of gigs um, and One of the points that they were making is you want to try to include not only stories but where possible your own story and particularly that part of your own story which was troubling or difficult or painful, or challenging, because that, in order to tell that story, you have to be vulnerable, and that's where you're going to get the greatest buy-in from your listening audience. So I realized, okay, I knew what stories I needed to tell, particularly one story that I needed to tell, because my initial talk is aimed at college students, and specifically the topic that I'm addressing is the stresses, and pressures, and anxieties associated with being in college. So I needed to tell a story that tied back to my own college experience. And I knew exactly which one it was. It was my first year of college. My freshman year was the year from hell. No, th- th- There's no nice way to put it. It was a horrible year. Um, I learned a lot from it in the long run. took a, took many years to learn a lot from it, but I did. But at the time, it was just miserable to go through because I lived in a four-man room, four men in one room. And two of them turned out to be the biggest drug dealers on campus. You can just imagine what that turned into. It was just, it was horrific. It was awful. But that story I could tell was going to be a great way for me to connect to my potential audience. So I knew I had to tell the story. The problem was I didn't want to have to go back and revisit it again. So literally, like you just said, for the last, ah. Five, six days, I've been putting it off. No, I just don't want to do it. I'm just not up for doing that. I'm not up for doing that. And finally, today, I actually started to write it. And the way I did it was I, I did my normal... Morning routine, you know, I I I do mirror exercises. I have a video that I watch. I do just a whole bunch of stuff to get my vibe up, and I I kind of put extra time and effort into it to really get myself to a high vibe place. And then as soon as I got there, I said, "Okay, let's go write. Just start writing." And I started writing, 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 and I got like I don't know almost all of the thing written. And I was exhausted emotionally by the by the end of it because it was such a dense, difficult topic. And then I walked away from it. And I said, oh, geez, I don't know. I can't do anymore. And the thought that immediately came to my head was, yeah, but you got it out. You got it out. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. You wrote it. I said, yeah, and but that, it's not done yet. And the answer came back, it doesn't matter that it's done yet. You got it on paper. You now can only work that, with it later on.
1: Maybe part of the story, too, is revisiting it and how you had to go through all of that again.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. There's always a therapeutic aspect to it provided yeah. that I'm willing to let go of it. But yeah, there's always that therapeutic aspect. So, yeah. And it also reminded me, I don't have to do the whole thing at once. I mean, I, in this case, I actually got that that freshman year story out all at once. I left out sophomore, junior, senior year. And what happened after graduation, those are further chapters of the story because there was a bunch of stuff there too. But I, I don't have to write the whole thing at once. I can just get that bit out and then go off and build my energy back up and relax for a bit. I
1: don't have to get it all done. You know what? And just ask your guidance. Okay, let me know when it's time. Mm -hmm.
0: Because
1: I know for me, the 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 most success I have with things that I do is when I stop trying to do it and just allow it to just come as it comes. I'm finding for me, especially especially with the kind of work that I do, that that's the way I have to do things now.
0: I I just have to. I just
1: have to let it come in as it comes in, because then then I then it. Um, not only does it feel right, and it feels easy i'm not trying to make anything happen at that point, it just happens the The tricky part for me because I've always had this thing with patience, is having the patience for when that woman comes
0: <laughs> well that that 's a worry that can work two different ways because i'm thinking about how I tend to react to it in this case, i didn't have any trouble having the stuff come out. the stuff was pouring out of me I mean. There, it was not a lot of effort to write. The, the biggest effort was, could I keep up with everything that was coming out and get it onto the page? That wasn't the hard part. The hard part for me was just going through the process of getting that all out and then taking a breather. Because, oh, my God, so much emotion attached to that that I didn't like. And and I just wanted to get away from it because it was just yeah, too but much. but you see healing. how
1: much healing, so much healing came from that because you were in the flow. Like you couldn't stop writing it. I bet oh, you couldn't God, stop yes. writing Right. Absolutely. You stop I actually had to
0: I had to stop myself actually. I had to just say, okay, break, go mm-hmm. away. <laughs> just stop. That,
1: that was a that was a total he- healing session for you.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think I'll probably have a better perspective on that next week, but I'll I'll take it at your word right now.
1: <laughs> Listen, if emotion was coming up like that while you were doing it and it was flowing so much, it was meant to be that way. Okay. Yeah. I because, like that. That sounds a
0: lot better than what it felt, so that's good.
1: I mean, I mean, writing things out and going through the emotions of whatever wants to come up with whatever words want to come out, you're actually just channeling what needs to come out. And in doing that, you felt the emotion. Feeling the emotion is releasing the emotion. When I work True. with people and there's things that we're working towards, the body will give emotions or 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 things will turn on like pains or discomfort or pressure. We'll turn on because it, it's letting me know there's resistance there, and mm-hmm. then it, we release it. Just being with the energy, like you don't need to have a healer telling you processes to let it go. Just being with the energy and allowing it to be is allowing it to go. We mm-hmm. all we all can do this for ourselves. It's,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: actually very easy, and I'm just pointing it out for you that you just did it, whether you know it or not. <laughs>
0: Well, intellectually, what you're saying makes sense to me. Emotionally, my, my emotions are still saying, yeah, but I feel so terrible from later on or from earlier on. But intellectually, yeah, I know what you're saying is true. Right. I've heard so this may, before. I know that it's true.
1: Maybe to say, thank you, Spirit, for having me go through all of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you so much for putting me through all that. <laughs> no, that's not what you meant. I know. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, yeah, no, Thank, No, truly, thank you. Have gratitude for it. Yeah, because. exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness emotions are amazing things um so okay well that that was a pretty good uh exploration off of that one thought that abraham hicks gave us about thoughts creating consciousness creating thoughts creating consciousness creating thoughts creating consciousness we just hold we create a whole bunch of it here
1: Wow. right and really so fun. it's just another example of how when you just allow the energy to flow stuff comes out
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it really does
1: it just does. I'm sure that the things we were just saying throughout the, all this time will hit certain people in certain ways and help them.
0: We didn't you have a plan. Yeah,
1: yeah, we never have a plan. We just do it, you know?
0: You've pointed oh, that out on many occasions, and, and it has proven on those occasions where we got the the um, input back or or the feedback that told us that it happened, it has proven itself over and over again. Sometimes, obviously, we just don't get the feedback. We don't really know, but I think that the pattern of feedback has shown pretty clearly. Yeah. There is always somebody out there who needs it, especially as our audience keeps growing, which it has been doing. So if all of that emotion that I went through earlier today actually helped somebody else, I, I guess it was worth it. Yeah. Even, even if I didn't like it on that point alone, it was worth it.
1: <laughs> we don't always like it, but it still releases.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and I did get it out. And that was good it it's interesting, too. I It did give me a way to um, kind of create – you know how we create like a uh, – what the Gestalt uh, psychologists would call that Gestalt view, that overall, like that 10,000-foot view, so to speak? It gave me the 10,000-foot view of that whole year to actually do that writing out. I, I mean, I knew all the pieces of it, but to see the whole thing kind of fit together – I don't know. I I still don't know what it is actually going to do for me to have gotten that out, but I could see the completeness of it. And that completeness has to lead to something. I just don't necessarily know what it is. It
1: will lead to something. And another thought that came in just now as we were talking about, we were talking about, like you go through some kind of an upset. So maybe it's divorce or like a a breakup of some sort, um, getting fired from a certain job or whatever. Like that thing that feels so bad, you may not realize it, but part of what feels. Allowing yourself to be in that energy is releasing energy from something that may have happened in your past, in another lifetime, right? It oh. all has purpose. So if it all has purpose, it's all leaning towards, ultimately, you bringing in more light and releasing mm-hmm. it, the darker energies.
0: Yeah. I'm So when you're that feeling the, that
1: much emotion, you're releasing darker energies.
0: Right, right and I'm reminded of the Abraham Hicks quote on that, you can't get it wrong and you'll never get it done. That's the way of saying, like you said earlier, there's no judgment attached to any of this. We're the ones who are doing the judging just by saying we like it or don't like it. And that's, you know, we're, we're entitled to decide what we like and what we don't like. Uh, but nevertheless, the energy itself is just energy. It's just, it's just thought conscious creation going on and on and on and on. Uh, and the more that we can allow it to be just that, that, that creation unto itself, the more that we become the conscious creator that's in control, which is, it sounds almost contrary to say that. And yet that's where the control comes from. It comes from maintaining that higher perspective at all times.
1: And now I can't think of anything specific right now, but how many times have you had it where Okay, either something that happened in the past, you revisit it with a bunch of people talking, yeah, remember that time? And maybe you thought it was a horrible thing. But here you are with your friends cracking up laughing over it, right? Mm-hmm. Or even, yeah, yeah. have you ever been in an argument with somebody and they say something that makes everybody laugh? And you're like, no, I don't want to laugh. I'm really, mad," And <then> you can't <laughs> stop yourself from laughing. <laughs> Right. You ruined
0: a perfectly good argument.
1: It's like, okay, now what the heck was I upset about? Because it's just energy it just blew. It just blew off.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Uh well actually I've been the one who's who said some of those lines sometimes just to break up, you know, the whole stream because I wanted to break up what was going on there. But you're right. It it's just it, it's almost annoying when you, you still have your points to make and the other person broke it up by saying something funny. It's like,
1: No, 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 you can't do that. Yeah. I totally had that. And 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 I think and sometimes it was the other person knowing that they could crack me up right now and change it. Oh, of
0: course. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. push the button yeah. a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing,
1: fun. but I'm really mad.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it answers the question, doesn't it? Can you feel different emotions at the same time?
1: Yeah. And can you flip them from one to the other? Absolutely. And can
0: you flip them? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. We are amazing creatures. We... We are not just creatures. We are also creators. We are amazing creators slash creatures. <laughs> we are both yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. So, okay. Well, uh, we've got about uh, six minutes left in the show uh, before we sign off for the day. Let's talk just for a brief moment. We talked earlier in the show about uh, what we're looking for, that there's going to be some really big change going on this year. Um, from a vibrational perspective, I know that you've mentioned before that we have as a planet planet wide been going through these big vibrational shifts. Rita talks about that too. And we'll be getting Rita back next week, of course. Um, Do you see anything specific coming up, say in the next month or two, vibrationally speaking is, do you, do you see anything, any big changes going on or is it just going to be more of the same for
1: a while? Um, I feel like there's something really big but I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be more, more of the same. But I think, uh, I think it might get even more intense. But it's going to be like, it's almost like it, it's almost like it might feel intensely bad, but it's just like we were just talking about, but then get intensely good.
0: Okay, like a slingshot effect.
1: Like we were just saying, I'm, I'm mad, but then somebody does something that makes you laugh, and you're like, I can't be mad anymore. It's just like. I, I don't know, I could be totally wrong, but this is what it feels like to me, is that there's going to be some kind of, um, it's going to be good, whatever that is. I can't even find the words. Maybe that's why I didn't do an energy update yet, because I I haven't been able to really make sense of the energies. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Yeah. because you're the one who has to be able to translate it, so that makes sense.
1: So, you know, when I can read it better, I'll be reading it.
0: Right. Right. Well, yeah. give us a clue next week. <laughs> You'll probably yeah. have a better idea by then. you probably have already done your video by then.
1: <laughs> now, I think we're sp- we're having my friend Keiko on and she's an animal Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, tell us about That'll it, Keiko. Be fun. Um, well, Keiko, you know, she's been a, a client of mine and uh, she's really had these gifts that she stepped into even more and more fully since mm. I've known her. Um, and she's worked with my animals and she's helped them remotely. She's in Texas, I'm in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she works with a lot, of, you know, she works with humans as well, not just animals, uh, combining the spiritual and her intuition and the, the energy that the healing energy that she has access to, as well as her vast knowledge of homeopathy
0: uh-huh. and
1: natural remedies. She has a farm. I don't know how many alpacas she has. She'll have to tell us and dogs and cats and chicken and everything else. Um, she, she barely go up, ever goes to the vet. She takes care of everything basically on her own. She's very in wow. tune with her animals, you know. So it's really kind of fascinating, and I thought she'd be really fun to have on the show. And who knows where the conversation will go, you know. She's, I think it's going to be good. Like, she's a lot like me, too. She's very intuitive, and she'll just go where the energy goes. So we'll see what right. happens. <laughs> yeah,
0: that should be fun. That's going to be really good. So, yeah, something to look forward to for next week's show is a visit from uh, from Keiko. And w- will she be able to take questions if we have any questions from the audience?
1: Sure, I'm see why not? Yeah.
0: So if you have a question for somebody who is what shall we call her, animal intuitive? I'm not sure how she describes herself.
1: Uh, yeah, she's she's a holistic healer, animal intuitive. I, I'm I'm I i am i do not remember how she calls herself either. Okay.
0: But yeah. if, I guess the point is, if you have a question for somebody, maybe regarding a pet or an animal, send the question in, even though she's not on uh, by name on the LOA Today app form, just send it to my attention or Linda's attention, and we'll make sure that Keiko gets asked the yeah. question. But send it in. We'll I don't know if she'll tune
1: into that. I mean, she may. I don't know if she'll tune into the animal right there and then, because she does like a whole process with them. It's not like a short mm-hmm. thing. She has a whole conversation with them. But she's okay. given me back conversations she had with my animals, and she didn't know my animals. I didn't talk to her about their personalities or anything. And the things that came back through the conversation she had with the animals was like, oh, my God, how could she possibly know that? <laughs> the only way is because my dog told her.
0: Yeah. My cat mm-hmm. told her. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: She had their personalities down, their preferences. It was amazing. So that, that's I think, really cool. takes a little bit of time. I don't know that, you know, boom, boom question. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. It's going to be a yeah. fun show
0: either way. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I just want to make uh, one note before we sign off for today. And that is, well, two notes, actually. First of all, a reminder, download the Yellow Way Today app if you haven't already done that and use that to send your questions in. Second one, right after this, I'm going to be doing a live show. So if you're in the live stream right now, I'm doing a live show with David Strickle. He's doing one of his summits, his Taya Summits. So if you want to be a part of that, just go to the Taya group and Facebook and uh, tune in. I guess there's like six of us on the panel. And I don't even know what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun. I know that.
1: Go with, go with the flow. Go with the
0: flow. Yeah, absolutely absolutely so um anything uh, i know you don't have any uh, videos uh posted because you're still trying to figure out when you're going to do it uh depending on what spirit's going to tell you but anything people have... need to know about right now
1: no i'm kind of in limbo limbo They i okay. go to my website my youtube channel there's plenty of stuff around
0: <laughs> okay good enough well thank you very much this has been a good way to kick off 2021 and I uh, wish you again a happy new year and a prosperous new year to you and your family I'll also wish that that to all of our listeners, including the people in the live stream, and uh, we look forward to getting Rita back next week. In the meantime, I'll just uh, remind you to keep doing that high vibe. Come back next time. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.